Welcome to Love Uncensored, the modern guide to dating and relationships. I'm your host, Nicole Colantoni, a dating and relationship coach. And each week, along with special guests who aren't afraid to speak their minds, we challenge norms and expectations in love and relationships. From childhood trauma to sex, we explore the uncomfortable and unspoken, providing valuable insight and actionable advice for building healthier relationships. Join us for candid conversations about all things love, whether you're single, in a relationship, or somewhere in between. So have you been hearing the incessant TikTok of that dreaded biological clock or feeling the pressure to find the one before it's too late? Well, today we're debunking the myth, shattering the constraints and exploring how to score love without playing by the clock. Pro tip, it might feel like a race, but it's actually not. So let's ditch the romantic schedules and deadlines and cut to the chase. Now, let me take you back to a conversation on a first date where the ambience was romantic, but the subject, not so much. Picture this, eight years single, nearly 200 first dates under my belt, and here I was, seated across from yet another potential suitor. The candles were flickering, but trust me, no sparks were flying. Within minutes of meeting this guy, I kid you not, no, hi, how are you, or what do you like to do for fun? Instead, he looked deep into my eyes and asked, do you want children? Followed by how many, and then without taking a breath, he announced he wanted three children in the next five years. I blinked, (laughs) sipping my wine and wondering if I stumbled into a job interview for a baby factory rather than a romantic evening. It felt like he was scanning my resume for childbearing qualifications rather than trying to get to know me on a deeper level. And you know what's worse? There literally was zero attraction, no chemistry, nada. I was 31, staring into the face of yet another dud, and I began to wonder if I'd ever meet my person, let alone someone I would even be open to having kids with. That night, the baby bay shopper masquerading as my date killed the vibe faster than any past dating disaster. And I was left questioning not just the date, but the possibility of ever finding my person. I knew there had to be something deeper than a five-year family plan out there for me. I just didn't know where and I didn't know how long it was going to take to find it either. The reason I share this with you is to normalize what so many of us are feeling, finding the one, tough, sure, but throw in the pressures of the biological clock and suddenly it can feel downright impossible. We're all navigating this messy and intricate dance of love, connection, and personal timelines, but as much as it might not feel like it, I'm talking from experience when I say that love doesn't adhere to schedules or quotas. And here's where science and wisdom step in. Research literally tells us that the fear and panic about running out of time can seriously mess with our love lives. Why? Because fear is literally the opposite of love. 
at any given moment, we are making decisions out of either fear or love. And when we're feeling that time pressure, when we're hearing that incessant TikTok of the biological clock, it's all too easy to slip into fear mode. And decisions made from this place rather than from love can really lead us down some tricky paths. And the research is actually pretty clear on this. Making decisions regarding your love life out of fear or trying to rush the process can actually be detrimental in the long run. A study conducted by the University of Denver found that couples who marry impulsively or feel pressure to do so often report lower levels of marital satisfaction meaning the anxiety to get married or have children before a certain age can lead to hasty decisions and settling for a partner who may not be the right fit. And even more strikingly, research from the National Institute of Health shows that marrying the wrong person or for the wrong reasons can be more harmful to your well-being than staying single. It sounds wild, right? But the data suggests that being in a poorly matched marriage can increase stress, decrease mental well-being, and lead to chronic health problems over time. So the next time you find yourself on a date with a baby bay shopper like me or anyone else who's more interested in your reproductive plans than in you as a person, take a moment breathe. Remember that rushing into a relationship or marriage out of fear can be a one-way ticket to unhappiness. But don't get me wrong. It's not about ignoring the biological clock altogether. It's about finding balance, about knowing when to listen to that clock and when to hit the snooze button because love may not follow a schedule, but it sure has a way of finding us when we least expect it. Speaking from my own experience, I've often shared about the time toward the end of my dating career when I finally reached a place where I was high on life and couldn't care less about dating. Despite previously having been on over 200 unsuccessful first dates, I was literally living my best single life. I remember signing up for this co-working space filled with good-looking creatives and entrepreneurs. Suddenly, the pursuit of my person became the last thing on my mind. I was thriving, literally loving every minute of my independence and freedom. One day while having lunch with a friend, she told me that she had crossed paths with my future husband. Uh, and wanted to set me up. Instead of being excited, I literally said, not now, give me six months, I'm having too much fun. And then as fate would have it, bam, lockdown struck again and the once bustling co-working space literally became a ghost town with only 10 people still showing up. And among those 10 was my now partner, Nick. So to cut a really long story short, we went from two complete strangers who without looking for it or without even wanting it, slowly fell in love. And flash forward to today, we now live together, share a life and even have a dog. And the craziest part, all of this unfolded at a time when finding love was literally the furthest thing from my mind. So much so that I had just declared to the world that I was single at 30 by starting a podcast titled Just That. And we Weeks later, I was officially off the market. Riddle me that. (laughs) 
Now I'd like to take you back to a conversation I had with a client of mine. Sarah was vibrant, she was successful, and she was also desperate to settle down. She would often panic and tell me she was running out of time. Sarah's fear was driving her to pursue dates that didn't feel right. She was rushing the process, accepting connections that were shallow at best, all out of fear that she might miss her opportunity to settle down. But what was really happening here? This wasn't excitement for love. It was fear of missing out. Rushing the dating process like this isn't just about impatience. It's a lack of trust and faith that things will work out. It's letting fear take the driver's seat, steering us toward potential heartbreak and away from genuine connection. And to be brutally honest, this mindset towards dating and love can lead to a plethora of pitfalls, like finding yourself settling for a partner who doesn't truly align with your values, your dreams, or your lifestyle, or where in the rush to check off the relationship box, you may overlook critical red flags that left unchecked can lead to a tumultuous relationship. Or by trying to fit into someone else's timeline or societal expectations, you risk losing sight of what you truly want need and deserve in love. Or when you're running a race against time, you might miss the person who is truly right for you because true love isn't something that can be forced or hurried. How do I know this? (laughs) Because I've experienced all of the above in my own dating life. I've dated every Tom, Dick and Harry in Sydney and many abroad as well. And a lot of times I did it out of fear. I knew they weren't right for me, but I did it anyway because I was worried I might not ever meet my person. The panic of being single for almost nine years had me caught in a cycle, ignoring my own intuition and settling for less than I deserved. But let me tell you, those fears and the rush to find love were illusions that kept me from truly connecting. When I finally stepped back, took a breath and allowed myself to focus on what I truly wanted, everything changed. The pressure lifted and it no longer became about the ticking clock or societal pressures anymore. It was about being true to myself and trusting that what is meant for me will happen for me. I share all of this to remind you that by learning to slow down, to trust the process and have fun in the process, you too can escape the fear-driven dating cycle. But how do we do that? Navigating love without the pressure of time is like freeing yourself from an invisible chain. It's about recognizing that love isn't something to be forced or hurried. This means taking the time to know what you want, setting boundaries, and allowing relationships to develop organically. It's about quality over quantity and seeking connections that truly resonate with you. It's giving yourself the permission to walk away from what doesn't feel right and embracing the joy in the journey rather than obsessing over the destination. Patience and faith might seem like abstract concepts, but They can actually be super powerful tools in your love life. Patience means giving yourself and others the space and time to grow. It's understanding that love can't be forced into a specific timeline. Faith, on the other hand, is about trusting that things will work out, even if they don't look exactly as you had planned. It's a belief that there's a plan for you, even if it's still unfolding. 
when you combine patience with faith, you create a chill environment for love to unfold rather than a pressured container where it can wither. And I think it's important to remind yourself that your love story is uniquely yours and it will unfold in its own way. Trusting this process means letting go of comparison, societal pressures, and the fear of missing out. It's a commitment to your own growth, your own journey, and the understanding that love will find you when the time is right. It's a gentle reminder that you're not on anyone else's timeline, but your own. And to be honest, that's a pretty powerful place to be. But I get it. It's so much easier said than done. But remember, I've been there and I've seen the transformations in my clients. It really all starts with a conscious decision to shift your perspective, as well as an understanding that true love is not meant to unfold according to some preconceived deadline. Now, I want to take a moment to recognize those of you who feel the pressures of the biological clock and haven't yet met your partner. Trust me, I know how agonizing, frustrating, and downright heartbreaking that situation can be. Your feelings and fears are valid, and I would never set out to diminish them. But here's where empowerment comes into play. If this resonates with you, take a deep breath and look into what options are available to you. Perhaps it means exploring the possibility of freezing your eggs or preparing for a family without a partner. Consult with medical experts, reach out to support groups, and above all, do what feels right to you. There's really no one-size-fits-all answer, but you have more control over your destiny than you might think. Yet, it's also essential to recognize the dangers of rushing into a relationship or staying in one with the wrong partner out of fear of missing out on the opportunity to start a family. Being in a mismatched relationship doesn't just affect you, it impacts everyone involved, including potential children. So what can you do if you find yourself in this situation? Start by seeking professional help if needed to help you navigate these complex emotions and decisions or talk openly with friends and family who support you and really don't be afraid to lean on them. But most importantly, be gentle with yourself. These are profound and intensely personal decisions and they take time, reflection and courage. But also remember, there's strength in recognizing when something doesn't feel right and taking the steps to honor your true self, whether that means leaving a relationship that doesn't serve you, exploring alternative paths to parenthood, or simply giving yourself the space and time to grow and heal. Your path is yours to figure out. But I really just want to remind you that your journey doesn't have to follow a script and that the love you seek really does start with loving and trusting yourself, as cliche as that might sound. But let's flip the lens here. Not everyone talks about the rush against the clock versus the do I actually even want to be a mum conundrum. The fear of motherhood is real. Even as a relationship coach happily in love with my person, I'm not ready to rush things either. I'll actually be talking a, a lot more about this in future episodes, but I just went off the pill. Not to start the baby making process, but the egg freezing process. I'm 34. 
Uh, I'm in a relationship with someone I believe to be my forever person, but the reality is I'm still not ready. My business isn't in a place where I can take a year off to take care of my baby and neither is my partner's. And I've also only been with Nick for two years and still want more time with him before we introduce a baby into the mix. But let me be real with you. I feel the pressure and expectation to settle down and have kids every single day. Being a woman in my mid-30s, I often feel uh, like society is, you know, questioning every decision I make. But I have to be honest with myself about the fact that I'm just not ready. Nick would get married and have kids in a heartbeat. And I'm actually the one pushing the brakes. It's not that I don't want those things one day. It's just that I don't want to rush the process out of fear that I'll miss out. I I don't ever want to do anything out of fear, especially when it comes to something as serious as having a baby. And the fear of becoming a mother isn't simply a whimsical apprehension either. It's something that reaches deep into the core of my being, stemming from a background that was far from ideal. Growing up in a dysfunctional family system marked by emotional, physical, and financial trauma, I have witnessed firsthand what it's like when parenting goes wrong. The scars of those years have literally shaped my perception of what it means to be a parent, and they've left me absolutely terrified of perpetuating the issue. Before Nick, I was actually on the fence about having children altogether, often feeling like an outlier in a society that constantly emphasizes the need to have kids. The messages around me seem to focus only on the act of having children as a milestone to achieve without delving into the harsh realities, the responsibilities and the profound changes that come with actually raising them. This disconnect troubled me, adding to my fear and and making the decision to become a parent seem even more complex and daunting. But with Nick by my side, I have begun to navigate these fears and uncertainties. His enthusiasm for family life combined with his understanding of my anxieties has provided a comforting and supportive foundation. Yet the shadows of my past still loom large, reminding me of the serious commitment and responsibility that come with parenthood. While I'm slowly warming to the idea, the path toward motherhood remains a journey fraught with fears and challenges. What I do know is that I want to face those challenges with courage and care, never rushing into a decision that holds such profound meaning and lifelong impact. And I know a lot of women who feel a lot of shame about not wanting to be mums or the fact that they haven't found their person yet. But let's cut through that noise right now. Those feelings are rubbish. At the age of 15, I actually had an ex tell me that my stepmom failed her role of being a woman because she never had children. And that statement, although ignorant and misguided, struck a chord in me. It's a toxic sentiment that many women are subject to, particularly those who choose to walk paths that don't align with societal expectations. The underlying message that a woman's worth is somehow tied to her ability or desire to bear children lingers in our culture, even in subtle ways. I know a lot of women who feel the idea that a woman's worth or success is defined by motherhood is not only outdated, but harmful. It places undue pressure on women to conform to a specific role, ignoring the diversity of experiences, desires, and lifestyles that make us unique. Each individual's journey is her own, and it doesn't have to include motherhood to be valuable or fulfilling. 
This personalized realization has allowed me to challenge the fear and stigma I've carried around the idea of being a mother. I understand that motherhood can be a beautiful part of life for many, but it's not the only path, nor is it one that must be undertaken out of obligation or societal pressure. Nick and I are crafting our own path, defining our relationship and future in terms that resonate with us, not just what others expect. And ultimately, embracing our unique journey means recognizing that our decisions are valid, our feelings are legitimate, and our life's path doesn't need to be dictated by somebody else's standards or judgments. Whether we choose to have children or not, our worth is inherent and our choices are our own. So what I'm trying to say is your journey is your journey, whether you're in the throes of deciding if motherhood is for you or you're content in your own beautiful life without children, you are enough. You are complete and no one has the right to make you feel otherwise. If these societal pressures weigh on you, surround yourself with like-minded people, seek professional guidance or join support groups that align with your feelings and your choices. Allow yourself to feel proud of who you are and where you're going. But above all, remember your life, your rules. There's no right path to love, to family or to fulfillment. And anyone who tells you otherwise doesn't get it or you. So ask yourself, why do you care what they think anyway? In my years as a dating and relationship coach and in my own personal life, I've learned that love and connection aren't always about meeting societal expectations. It's about understanding what's best for you and your relationship. It's about authenticity, finding what works for you and then doing it unapologetically. For me, this is still very much a work in progress. Perhaps you too feel an expectation from friends, family or society to find a partner, get married or have kids. But the amazing thing about your love journey is that it's yours. No one else's opinions or timeline should have to dictate your choices. What I want you to take away from this episode is that the journey to love and connection is as varied and unique as we are. Whether you're in the thick of the dating game, happily single, or in a relationship contemplating the next big steps, please remember that it's okay to be where you are. Take time to explore your desires, fears, and dreams without judgment or haste. Communicate openly with your partner if you have one, and above all, trust yourself. Embrace the uncertainty and know that whatever path you take, it's the right one for you. I really, really hope that today's conversation has inspired you to think a little differently about love, about dating, and about the pressures we often place on ourselves. But most importantly, I hope it has reminded you to trust the process, even when it feels like a complete and utter mess or like things aren't materializing when or how you want them to. And when in doubt, please remember, love doesn't follow a schedule and neither should you. That's it for today, but the conversation doesn't have to end here. Please share your thoughts, your stories, and any revelations that you have. And don't forget to subscribe, comment, and keep the conversation going. And 
A big shout out to anyone and everyone who DMs me sharing their stories and questions. I love hearing from you. Please continue to drop me a line if you ever have a topic that you want me to talk about. I'll see you next week with a very special guest.